seriously popular. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. In today's episode. How Arsenal have finally grown up. Is United's dressing room full of snakes? And why is everyone jealous of Tottenham? I'm Ian Ladyman. I'm Chris Sutton. And it's all kicking off. Hello, Ian and Chris here. Welcome to your Monday edition of It's All Kicking Off. We have some weekend of footballs to look back on. Everything you could ever want crammed into one 45 segment of wintry warmth and joy. But first, we have a small favour to ask. If you could do one thing for us today, then it is this. Please hit the subscribe button. For you, the listener, it means you don't have to go searching for us every week. We will simply appear on your device every Monday. For us, it will really, really help as we continue to establish ourselves. Now that that um, little bit of PR is out of the way, Chris, Manchester City versus Spurs, incredible game, got to start at the end of the game. Erling Haaland all over the referee after that uh, last-minute breakaway was called back by Simon Hooper. You've called that, the referee, you've called that grotesque in our... um, in our pages of our uh, Verdict magazine and on our digital platforms this morning. Yeah, I, I mean, what I called grotesque was Erling Haaland's reaction. Uh, the referee made a mistake, right? It, it was it was a bad mistake. But what what I would say, and I watched this really closely actually on Match of the Day t- uh, two last night because initially, as you know, saw it in real time uh, and Grealish was through on goal, he was onside. There's no way that Grealish was actually going to get to a situation where, where he was one-on-one. Grealish isn't Doku. Grealish doesn't have uh, unbelievable pace. The Tottenham defenders would have got uh, back anyway. So while Erling Haaland is, is focusing and ranting about the referee, why doesn't he, why doesn't he rant about Edison for his mistake? For the uh, for the first goal, why why doesn't he rant to himself about the chances which he missed? So the referee made a mistake, but so did plenty of the Manchester City players now yesterday. Look, for your points about Grealish not necessarily scoring, I think you're absolutely right. But let's not pretend that the that he may that he may not have scored because he may have scored. So let's. But I agree with you. It wasn't, he, he wasn't. It, it wasn't certain. Well, it was wasn't certain guaranteed. to me. It wasn't guaranteed that he would have been in a one v one situation. In fact. I'm I'm 100% sure that would not have been the case. Tottenham defenders would have got back. I think it was uh, Hoiberg who was running back. He would have got back. But you can't expect Erling Haaland to to process all of that in that short amount of time. All that Haaland sees 
is the injustice of a referee making, I think, what everybody accepts was a really poor call to first wave on the game, wave on the play, and then call it back. So if you're Erling Haaland, or any Manchester City player, you are raging. It's been a topsy-turvy game that essentially you've chucked away. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. You've chucked the game away. You know, we go on and on and on about Spurs, Nans, Postacoglu. City should have won that game 5-2, quite comfortably. Number of possession, chances they had. Which, so which Tottenham goal aren't you so, giving Tottenham? So you're raging, right? So you, if you're Haaland, you are raging. Put yourself in his shoes. Come on. Ex-professional footballer. Mm. Played on the biggest stages under the greatest scrutiny, under pressure. Put I would have your, been angry. Put yourself yep. in his shoes. Come on. You'd have gone for yes. the ref. Yep. Surely. Um, but but the whole thing is... Answer nah, that question. So, You'd have gone for the ref, so, wouldn't you? But, but, so you? but you're taking it back to my time, right? Yeah. When, uh, when I played, would I have been angry? Would I, would I have felt the same way as Haaland? Mm. I would have done. But there's also, uh, you, you know... I'd like to think that we are moving on, but it doesn't, doesn't look that that uh, has been the case, with respect to referees. And, you know, that clearly, you know, he got lost in the moment. I, I totally accept that. He screamed at the referee, you, you know, would I have done it? I probably would have done back then. Uh, but the Manchester City players then, surrounding the referee, confronting the referee... Um, more than, I mean, well, more than two. I think there were six, seven. And it may actually have been the whole team. I mean, that's you know, we, we were told that players aren't allowed to do that this yeah, season. There were so many layers. There were so many layers to this. Um, I would argue that, that so there was things as they were in your day. We're now trying to be better, but we've had uh, twenty years of football since uh, since your day, give or take, and. It's been, and every every season, this situation has got worse and worse. So now that we're, we've suddenly decided that we want to row it back, we're not just talking about us with our kind of stop the abuse campaign against referees, but we're talking about um, the people who make the laws of the game. We're talking about the FA. We're talking about the Premier League. We've de- we've talked we've talked about PGMOL, the referees uh, body. We're, we're trying to row it back, but you can't put a steamliner into reverse. Just like that, it has to be a gradual process. And, and I don't, what, I don't know where you're going with this. What Ian. I'm saying is, you can't just, you can't just turn off players' emotions nope. like Agreed. a tap, and you can't change their behaviour overnight. It has to happen by degrees. So you're, you're justifying uh, Harlan's actions. You're justifying Man- the Manchester City players' actions. And this, this, this is the whole thing, then, isn't it? So. You know, once again, we're we're sort of looking at other sports. We're looking at rugby. It doesn't happen in rugby. Right. Why doesn't that happen in rugby? Because because eventually, in there has to be a line drawn in the sand, and and referees have to take action. Officials have to take action. And do you know what? In the early days, people won't like it. There'll be an outrage about it. But then eventually, players will realise uh, where the line is, and they will have to stay away from the you referee. Said it yourself. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. So, 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 you can't, but, it can't but, happen but, overnight. No, but, but then you're, but, but then if you are justifying the players' actions because you know because that they are emotional, you know we're going to be having this conversation every couple of weeks, well, aren't we? I'm, if, I'm, if if we're allowing sort of, or, or we're accepting that that this behaviour from players is okay, it's not what's, okay. What's the worst thing that you ever did after a? After a game, out of frustration. But this, but this is no but, out of it, out of interest. But it, but, but this is it's, it's totally pointless. And I'm I'm trying to think. There's plenty of bad things which which I did, and and there is, uh, uh, you know, and and there is. But what was the worst but, one? 
the worst thing which I did after a game. Or, or infra- I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been sent off twice after a game. Um, right. For, for Celtic for uh, foul and abusive language towards a referee. That was when we lost the league on the last day for Celtic. We lost by uh, a goal. And, uh, what did you call him? Uh, we do have, we do have a bleep machine. No, what it's, did you call it, it's, it's probably uh, better to ask me what I didn't call him. And I got I got uh, a two-game ban initially because the ref was going out for a warm-down. Um, this was at Rugby Park where I did an, an interview and said that the team Rangers were playing lay-down as well. So I got a two-game ban for the referee going out for the warm-down. And as he, I still wasn't doing. I, I was waiting to do this TV interview. And as the ref came back in, I thought I'll give him both barrels again. The ref called Kenny Clark, uh, and I didn't miss. Uh, so he gave me another two-game ban for that. That was four games. Then I did the interview, said that Dunfermline lay down, and I got another two-game ban for that. So I got a six-game ban. And they say that footballers don't learn their <laughs> learn their lessons. No, so that was so that hang was on. Bad. So you gave him it. On his way out for the warm up, yeah, and he uh, gave warmed him, down. He was he was warmed, warmed down. down yeah. Yeah. yeah, warm up would have been a bit yeah. much at the yeah. start of the game. Yeah. She gave me as he came out for his warm down. Gave me again I, as he I came back angry. in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, but, but that's you know Poor what what uh, dear me, don't get me started. But but the whole thing is is I used to try and influence referees. We've had we've had this discussion before because it was it was allowed. That's why you know you have that. Who was the um, the referee were all the Manchester United players. Oh, Andy Durso. Andy, you know, Andy, Andy Durso at that time because it's it's what you can get away with. Mm. But there has to be there has to be a time, and this has to be the time where, you know, if we want to move forward, that there has to be that element of respect, uh, that element of control, where it's it's only the captain who approaches the referee. Know. And once players know that where, and, and know where the line is, then I think that they will. They will I'm, sort I'm, of I'm going to come back to that in a second. But I know I'm prodding you here a little bit, but I can't help it. So did you ever, ever smash up a dressing room or, or kick a dressing room door through? Or I'd have probably sm- missed. Smash up, um, a team, smash up a team boss or smash up a teammate. I mean, never, or, or, or do you always manage to calm down by the time you got to the dressing room? I've probably like, thrown the odd thing. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't a big... Smasher upper. No, it was all verbal with you, verbal aggression with you, wasn't it? Why? <laughs> just keen to know because he's such a cuddly giant, really. Yeah. But I like to know. I want to know. I like to occasionally have a little visit to the no, dark side yeah, of your soul. No, I, I mean, a, a lot of people throughout my career tried to hit me and attack me. But I'm just, I'm just misunderstood, really. Well, you're not. Well, you're not. You're certainly misunderstood on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I never understand the word you're saying. Now, go going back to what you were talking about surrounding the referee it is one of the um things that ifab um the international football association board give to give them a very tedious full name who make the laws of the game um they want to uh, continue to pull back how many players can approach a referee um it's going to be so difficult i was at stamford bridge yesterday um uh, another exciting game of football it shows what a what a mental weekend of football it was that that chelsea three brighton two didn't even uh get into the top two of great games yesterday because we also had the incredible game at uh, Anfield to go with the one at the Etihad. But at the end, because the game had finished dramatically, not controversially, Chelsea were awarded, a, uh, Brighton were awarded a late penalty that was overruled by VAR quite correctly. So no controversy, but drama. So because tensions are running high, we've played 105 minutes by the, by the time the second half actually ended. Everyone's on the pitch. Everyone. 
all the players, all the subs, uh, Pochettino, De Zerbi, even, I think, and I presume he will contact us and correct me if I'm wrong, Lewis Dunk, who was sitting in the press box, having been sent off last week at Forest for foul and abusive language, so was suspended. Even he turned up on the pitch at the at the end of the game. So, that, but, and my point is that when we asked the managers afterwards in the press conference, why, what was that all about? Because we couldn't really tell. Just a lot of people on the pitch shouting at each other. So we asked Pochettino, what was all that about? Oh, I don't really know. We asked Deserby, what was all that about? Oh, I don't really know. So, well, you two were there. You two, you two felt compelled to get involved. But you don't really know what it was yeah, all but about. They're, they're but, just avoiding that but that, that, that no, subject. But aren't my they? point is, Chris, that just shows this is our culture in football is so deeply ingrained that a scene like that is considered to be okay. That it's going to take so yeah. long to get us where you want us to be and where I want us to be. It's going to take so long mm. for that to happen to a point where only one player can approach a referee. You had 25, 30 people surrounding Craig Pawson at full time at Stamford Bridge. So, so you're, you're saying it's going to take so long, but does that mean, or that doesn't mean you don't, you, you, don't you, try. That, that you stop, that no. you don't, that you don't try, and that's that's what I don't, I don't quite. So what quite I'm saying is, you, so you, you 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 can't give up because we need to get there. No, we have to yeah, get there, well, and with with the uh, with the. The whole sort of benches going onto the mm. pitch and all the staff mm. and all the players—that's just that, that's all. What that's always happened. Well, no, I mean that's that, that that's what that's that, that's what you know. That's sort of you know what teammates do, isn't it? That's just the pile on sheep. You know, you you just you you just follow and get involved and you know throw out a few expletives because that's what you do. You back your teammates. It's about you. it's about togetherness. In, in that situation, it's, it's pathetic. You've got to show but, you but everybody, exactly. But everybody, everybody does it. You've got they? to show you That's care. Right. You've got to show that you care by basically being a complete nuisance, <laughs> yeah. behaving like a behaving yeah. like a twelve-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, look, chaos on the pitch at Stamford Bridge. Oh, one thing I'll say, by the way, for those people who moan about VAR, you and I are you are together on this. Neither, neither you or myself really wanted VAR, but now that it's here, we kind of accept it's here. Chelsea won that game because of VAR yesterday. Nobody says that when it works for you. They got a penalty given um, that the referee had missed. Match today, pundit seemed to think it wasn't a penalty. Don't quite understand that. Um, it was a penalty. Referee missed it. VAR gives it. And at the end, referee gives a penalty to Brighton that's wrong. VAR overturns it. So yeah. there are times when yeah. VAR does its job. And, and why no- didn't why didn't we open the show? With that, then it's that not overly sexy, no, no, is it? Not overly and, and, sexy. no, and that's and that's the whole point. So they, let's start they, today's they just show. Can't, <laughs> let's start today's show with a round of applause for VAR. Yeah. Excellent. Well something, done. Something the referees got right. Well, Let, let's let's give them praise. No, it doesn't well suit done. VAR doesn't suit officials. the narrative. Anyway, chaos off the pitch. Chaos on the pitch. What a weekend! Now I said that uh, last week on our Thursday podcast uh, that the only chance. Tottenham had at City was if Ange Postacoglu went to the Etihad and got, uh, played for a draw. Got a draw. I was, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> it just and, wasn't and the you, type of draw and, I expected. And you fancied Spurs to score first? I did fancy uh, Spurs to score first. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a, rare, a rare moment of tactical uh, tactical foresight for myself. But no, incredible, incredible game. I mean, look, um, Postacoglu admitted afterwards himself that Tottenham were a bit lucky. I mean, you know, they could they could have lost that game quite heavily, quite easily, couldn't they? Yeah, like most teams when they um, play up against Manchester oh, City. I'm, I'm just glad that Ange Postacoglu doesn't listen 
to uh, to, me. to well to, to journalists to pundits. I mean, you know, watching and listening yesterday, so much criticism. Aren't aren't Tottenham naive? But said it many times. You know, I learned watching him at Celtic that this is this is about this is about not ninety minutes the way that Tottenham played. This is about the bigger picture uh, for him. It's about a process and getting there. So you know, it isn't just. You know, when they play Manchester City and all all before the game, people were thinking, well, he's going to change. He's not going to change because, you know, he has, he has always done that. He believes in it. People don't like different. People don't like, don't like change. change. And, 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 and many uh, ex-pundits from my era are, are baffled and bamboozled by what Postacoglu uh, is doing what he did against Chelsea, the way that uh, that uh, that Tottenham approached the game against Manchester City, just from a fan perspective, though. What a what a right. what a, what a, what a watch it is! How refreshing is it to see a team go to the Etihad and be brave enough? And bearing in mind as a depleted team, first choice centre halves out. They're uh, you know their 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 key player James Madison. Uh, we've got a, we've got a producer who uh, said before the show. Well, look at Spurs XG, look at Spurs intent. So, Mister Producer, forget the XG. Look at their intent. What he what he tried to do. Got it wrong in the first half. Got it wrong in the first. What the, you, you know? And he changed at half time. Brought brought on a. Uh, Hoybier, they dominated the second half. They were they were the better team, and you know we can look at sort of frailties with with um, with the Manchester City team and the way that they approach Grealish coming on actually <laughs> slowed things down in a in, in a funny sort of way. But you have to give give credit to the to the balls and the courage which which they had Tottenham. You know they they believe in the process, and you can see that they're getting somewhere. And Postecoglou's already won. You know, there's there's now this debate, but eventually he'll have to turn it into trophies. He's already won in terms of uh, of changing a mentality at a football club and giving Spurs fans the the type of football which they want to see. Now, I've said to you a few times that um, if anyone nicks the nicks this league title off off City, it'll be it'll be Liverpool. Um, Anfield was bonkers. Obviously, what's that goal? Blimey! I mean, well, the the, the Trent. Goal, the two Trent goals. Um, yeah, it was an own goal, the first one. Well, he's not. He, he's not having that. No, it was an own goal, yeah, Trent. I wonder if they. Yeah, because you'd have been saying that if you'd have. Taken no, but they were. You'd have been saying. No, yeah, no, it it was a, we don't have to fall out no, over no. this. It, it, you know, it was unbelievable how he could generate were you, were, the pace and accuracy on the ball, but it did hit Leno on the back of the head. Were you ever on free kicks? Yeah, I scored. Uh, I scored a free kick to win the Golden Boot. Uh, back in the day, last minute against Newcastle United, nearly broke Shea Givens and powerful drive. And I scored, I scored a free kick. You'd have, been, you'd have enjoyed you this one. I scored a free kick at um, for Celtic against Livingston. Brilliant, kick, brilliant free kick. Did the keeper with the eyes? Ran off to celebrate and as uh, indirect. <laughs> <laughs> You hadn't had to take your shirt off and run around <laughs> run the perimeter, give it the chicken. Terrible! I, I was I was close because I, I was I was excited because it, it, it was brilliant with the eyes, you know. In, a wonderful free in, kick in front of the four Livingston supporters. Oh, <laughs> G- give, there you are, giving it the big end. There you are. 
Didn't they? Was it the Livingston who had a game game called off for the weekend, even though they've got a plastic pitch? No, an all-weather pitch. An all-weather pitch. It was called (laughs) off because the weather was bad. I mean, and all, yeah, you couldn't make I that. I wonder if they can claim that on the claim that on the insurance. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean? but Liverpool, right, Liverpool. Um, wonder if there are a couple of players. Wonder if there are a couple of players short. That's all. You can't. You know, they can't. They haven't got. The, they could probably. They probably give give quite a bit for a little bit of what Arsenal have actually at the at, at the back, mm. wouldn't they? Because they don't. There's, a, there's. We keep using this word chaos, but there's a little bit of chaos about Liverpool's defending. Yeah. Um, but Virgil Van Dijk wears this phrase. This this. this um, Where's this expression of kind of constant befuddlement at the moment? He always looks a bit confused, Van Dijk, as though things continue to go wrong around him. Yeah, him, him and me. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that's a that's a very valid point. At the start of the season, I actually my view on uh, on Liverpool is their most uh, important part of the team was the defence mm. and how they clicked because. You know when they when 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 they won the league, it was about sort of how stingy mm. their defence was, yeah. and it, but it is about finding a way, and they're doing it a different way with the forward players that they uh, that they have. Uh, no goals for Mo Salah yesterday, no assists for Mo Salah yesterday. What a great what a great sign that is. You know that that the goals are coming from, you know from from other areas, but it it makes it does make it. It makes it so exciting. This, all the different aspects and the the teams at the top of the table and the strengths and the weaknesses. And you, you think, you know, are we? Are, is is this a season too much for Manchester City? Arsenal doing it a different way. Liverpool finding a way because I was, I was listening to, uh, to that game on the radio actually three two, and you're thinking, blimey. And again, I was thinking, oh no, I'm not a Liverpool fan because I want there to be that that title race. I'm but smiling. It's you, I'm smiling because you talk about no Mo Salah assists. I mean, the only reason there were no there were no Mo Salah assists were because of the enduring kind of complexity of my friend Darwin Nunes, who again had a couple absolutely put on a plate for him by Salah yesterday. There was one headed assist. It was absolutely extraordinary. And Nunes had one of those games where he couldn't quite get it on target. Nobody hits the crossbar quite like Darwin Nunes, by the way. He's the best striker of a crossbar from close range that I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. It's extraordinary, spectacular. The force, the force with which he manages to do it. If only the odd one would fly underneath and go in the net. <laughs> well, I love Nobody him to hits bits, the crossbar. Like, I yeah. love him to bits. No one yeah. hits the crossbar like. Uh, it's a great line. Like like Darwin um, Nunes, but they were. I, I just going back to that defence again. Remember that season when there was that incredible stat. It, it probably was the season they won the league. Or it might be the season they won the Champions League when. This stat that appeared that said that no forward had, had essentially beaten yeah. Van Dijk with the ball all season. And I thought that just can't be true. It just can't be true. Mm. You know, every every centre-half gets caught on the heels occasionally or trips over or gets done with the trick. But it was true. And I remember a moment in that awful Champions League final. It wasn't awful for Liverpool. They won it when they beat Tottenham. Um, they didn't play particularly well, Liverpool. And there was a moment when Hung Min Sun got the ball and... And went to kind of uh, uh, kind of stand Van Dijk up for pace and get past him. And as soon as he, he pushed the ball, and Son's not a slow player, as we know. I mean, the race was over before it begun. Mm. I mean, Van Dijk got there easing easing up, and that was the level that he had that season. And for whatever reason, whether it was in the knee injury that he, that he yeah, suffered in the pick for challenge, who knows? T- totally it's not that. quite the same. And it's but it's not him. It's not just him. Liverpool haven't managed to find. 
a reliable partner. The best Liverpool partnership was Van Dijk and Gomez. That was the best Liverpool partnership. Joe Gomez, a player a lot of time for, suffered injuries. His career has stalled a little bit. Canate's come in for whatever reason, not quite managed to nail down that spot. Matip gets injured. So when I talk about two positions, I think the two positions that, that if we're going to see Liverpool go from a, a very, very good team, which they are, to another great Liverpool team like the one that won the league, I, I think they need a centre-half and I still think they need a, a centre-mid as well. A centre-half to partner Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First, I, uh, and a centre-mid. Yeah. Mm, I, I agree with what you say about Van Dijk. I, uh, and I think that... I think that we just have to accept because of the, the Pickford challenge, that he's not going to be the same again. He's, he's not going to suddenly go back to yeah. to, to having yeah. that, 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 that pace. And yeah. I, I, I think that, that we got to the stage where attacking players just uh, in their mind thought, I, you know, I, I don't know how to beat him. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know how to beat him. We, yeah. You know, we can't run him. So, yeah. you know, but, that, but that's, that's not the case anymore. Hold that thought. We'll be back right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Anyway, uh, without wishing to kind of drag the tone of this chat down, we are going to go to um, St. James's Park, Newcastle, uh, Manchester United. Nothing to uh, drag the tone down but from Newcastle's point of view, by the way. I was in Paris last week. Um, uh, they were Eddie Howe's players were barely standing by the end of that game against Paris Saint-Germain. Difficult ending for them. Down on bodies, uh, down on, on energy to raise themselves to raise themselves, to dominate and beat Manchester United. Regardless of how bad we're going to say Manchester United are and were, that was still some performance by Newcastle. I wrote a bloody column about 10 days ago saying that we'd really got to be patient with Eddie Howe through the winter because it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, you know, they're struggling in order to play all the competitions. They had Chelsea, PSG and Man United coming up. Well, they battered, they battered Chelsea, they beat Man United and they got a very, very creditable one or draw in the middle. So um, they've clearly got a lot more, a lot deeper mental reserves and maybe physical reserves than I gave them credit for. Yeah, Um that that Bournemouth result was a worry, and how fatigued uh, they looked. But he's got something there. Mm. He's got something going there, and they they they, they have been. Spoken about Tottenham's injuries, they have been so so stretched 
haven't they? But they have this mentality, and within the within the dressing room, there is that belief and this mindset and the way that he he sets them up. They're a very positive team, and nothing but uh, praise for them. Anthony, I mean, I mean Anthony Gordon. I mean, look at it. That's a great story, that whole yeah. Anthony Gordon story. He, yeah. You know, a, a, a guy who lost his way, the sort of ending at Everton was, you know, very sour, very bitter. Things didn't uh, really go for him in the early days at Newcastle. But Eddie, right. Eddie Howe saw something in him, saw enough in him to, to you know, to back him long term. And, you know, he's bearing the fruits I mean, of that He's not now. carrying that team because they've got, they've got other players, as we know. But he's... But he's a he's a lightning rod for that team at the moment, Anthony Gordon. In a way that I didn't expect. I thought he was an immature kid when he left Everton, and he looked like an immature kid in his first few months at Newcastle last year. Mm. All of a sudden, look, we we know he dives. We've talked about that before. He's got a bit of back chat in him, which he could probably do with cutting out. But in terms of his confidence, the way he carries the ball, the way that he wants the ball, his first thought is a forward movement. He is everything that that team need and want at, at, at the moment he is truly exceptional at the moment yeah and you're just nodding yeah no I, I, I agree with everything you so said last week you described Manchester United as, as a, like, a, like a cup of cold porridge and that was after they'd won a game I mean it's like um, so Oliver Twist gruel I mean yeah. that, that thin, I think, thin I, think that, I think thin so we just we've just talked about Eddie Howe and a dressing room. You can imagine before the game uh, a dressing room where the players have to be held in, where they are bursting to get out on on the pitch and explode. That's how that's how I imagine an Eddie Howe dressing room. And then on the other side, you've got Manchester United, their dressing room, who are just full of. Prima donnas. It's like trying to get teenage, teenagers yeah. out of bed yeah, in the morning. A, yeah, come on, lads. Yeah. Yeah, come ha- on. Harry Enfield, or was it Kevin? Yeah, come uh, on, lads. Yeah. You've really got to play. And, uh, I, I think that there's... Put your gloves on. There, there's a, they've got massive, massive problems. Um, name a team in the top half of the table who Manchester United have beaten this season. Yeah, well, you can't. No, you I'm, can't. Uh, you uh, can't. There, there isn't okay. one. And, okay. that, and, and, and that's the whole point. Yeah. And I... I do think we're at the stage now where even Manchester United fans are are doubting. I, I, you know, the Eric Ten games thing where they went on that run and sort of, you know beat some bang average teams. The Champions League hasn't helped. Huge game against Bayern Munich, but hearing a lot of chat about that and they've got to beat Bayern Munich. But I mean, they probably out anyway if 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 the results uh, go against them or the result sorry goes against them mm. in the other game. Um, Performance haven't been that. It's it's it, it, it's it's what do you want, isn't it? So you see Aston Villa, you see Tottenham, you see an identity, a brand of football. You see players running, you see players busting a gut. You see uh, Newcastle when uh, you, you know when when they've been injury ravaged, but the players are having a go. They they're giving the lot, and you have to you have to say we are now at the stage where this is really on Ten Hag. He he isn't. And I don't, I don't, you know, this is this is far bigger than Ten Hag, but he has he has players in that dressing room who are snakes, as far as I'm concerned. You know, he really does. There, there are players not running. Bruno Fernandez is running, but you, I don't know what position he plays. Um, you then, the one thing I did think um, yesterday about Manchester United. 
Bruno Fernandes, we've had this debate before, isn't a captain. If Roy Keane was captain, if Steve Bruce was captain, mm. if Brian Robson was captain of that Manchester United team, would they be allowing what goes on on the field? And, uh, you know, essentially it is the manager who, car- who, who carries the counter. But would they, would they allow players not to run back and not to pull the weight? I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that would be the got- case. Play like Anthony Martial has played more than 300 times for Manchester United sums up one of the issues with, in terms of lack of quality at that team. I want to say a couple of things. Um, when Ralph the, when Ralph Rangnick was there, you know, interim manager after uh, after Solskjaer, um, and he knew he was kind of only there for a few months, so he, every Friday in his press conference he'd just be kind of loading his gun and firing bullets because he knew he was off and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who got caught in the kind of crossfire. Um, one of the thing, most memorable things he said was that he said Manchester United, the squad, needed open-heart surgery. Everybody gasped. You know, how could a manager, manager say that? They've had that surgery in terms of the players. You've spoken before about the money that Ten Hag's been allowed to spend. They've had that surgery or they've certainly had a good chunk of it. The players have gone out, players have come in, he's spent money. But what they still haven't located at Manchester United is a soul and a heartbeat. And I think that, to me, is the issue, is that however much Ten Hag juggles it, changes players' positions, some players come into form, other players go out of form, they have the, the odd good result. They have got players like Maguire, who've lifted, managed yeah. to lift a level. McTominay, who's managed to lift a level. But then when that's happened, there's always someone else going the other way. And fundamentally, he hasn't managed to find the soul of that squad. And I wonder if it's got one. I wonder if it has one. And if it hasn't, he is absolutely screwed because you can't exist and survive in the Premier League without courage and without uh, uh, without energy and vitality and belief and unity and a attitude that says to you, I will show everybody else what I am and what we are. If you haven't got that, whether you are Burnley or whether you are Arsenal at the top, you are at absolutely screwed and the more I watch them the more I think you know what that problem is still there that problem is still there and what will kill Man United fans time served Man United fans particularly who've been brought up on a diet of glory glory Manchester United attack 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 Old Trafford's a fortress is we are in the middle of this incredible Premier League season that our producer thinks is the best Premier League season he's ever seen but he's only 12 um, <laughs> right and the and it is fantastic and there are teams coming out you know there are teams like Tottenham and Brighton and Villa hmm. and Brentford and even teams punching up at the bottom like Wolves right and stuck in the middle of it like that little gnarly bit of gnarly bit of popcorn you sometimes find in the middle of your popcorn bag at the cinema is Manchester United. The team that that has nothing to offer. The only the only kind of if you put together a highlights package of what we've had so far this season in terms of excitement and drama, what would their their contribution be? Mm. Two late goals at home to Brentford, probably. And that is gonna and that is absolutely going to, despite the fact that United are 7th or 8th, United fans can cope with not being top of the league. They're not stupid. No one's top of the league every year. They can't cope with watching crap. That's the, that's the problem. They yeah. can't cope with watching crap and they can't cope 
with being bored, and I think that's one of the issues. And um, uh, and it's all it's been it's been all season, other than other than the odd. It's been ten moment. years, mate. But it's been ten yeah. years. It's been but ten years. But, but, right, so it's been ten years. But let's but let's be balanced. Let's say last season, Ten Hag overachieved, maybe. Yeah. Um, but 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 this season, it's sort of. It's like 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 a, uh, like a, a rotten window frame, and you sort of paint over it to make yeah. it <laughs> make yeah. it make it make it look better. Get you through, a, but, get you through but, the winter. Yeah, but but essentially, you know, it's rotten. But and I don't that, know what he does. I don't know what no, he does. No, no, no. he's bought. So he buys a good character. He buys Mason Mount, but Mason Mount can't get in the team, mm. right? So he tries to buy a bit of quality in terms of uh, ability, but also in terms of an individual. But he but he can't. You can't get in the team. Anyway, look, we, we, we don't. We are a little bit kind of Groundhog Day, aren't we, with, with Manchester United, you and I? And we don't, as much as it may appear otherwise, we don't particularly take a great deal of pleasure in sitting here every Monday and talking to each other about how bad they are. But they are Manchester United, and they are still bad, and they were bad at the weekend. And they are the biggest um, club in the world. And they are the biggest club in the world. England's Euros draw for the summer wasn't bad. Uh, I said that that's. An understatement. I thought you were going to say it's a bad link. It was a bad link. It was a bad link. Um, but it wasn't bad. England always get good draws, don't they? We always get good draws. Mm, England are quite good. No, we, we benefit. No, we benefit from being seeded, which we deserve mm. for the achievements of what we do in qualifying, what we've done in previous tournaments. But we do get we do get friendly draws. What I will say, Denmark. Just to remind people, Denmark, Slovenia, Serbia. That's those. Those they'll be in England's group in Germany next summer. You don't get this from Gareth. You never get complacency from Gareth Southgate. You get common sense. Well, no matter what he believes himself, you get common sense. You get uh, caution. But I have already started to listen to a lot of people who seem to think that we've won this thing already. I don't think so. I do. I, no. I do. I think it's I think it's England or France. If you, if, oh, if you, mate. Right. So so will you just hear me out? Will, uh, will you just hear me God, out? Okay. Bad as the rest. Okay. Okay. We're just right. I just want you Bang to. Your I, drum. I just. I just want you. Bang your. Right, I want you drum. to answer. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll forget some teams there. Are yes or no answers? Are Germany the team which they once were? Yes or no? No. By the no, way. No, okay. By are, the way. The no, no. 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 Only yes or no answers. At the end of this section, just say to me Germany, because I don't want to say something about Germany. Okay. At the end of this section, just say Germany. No. Germany Netherlands. Not, but they are at home. Netherlands. No. Belgium. Uh, no. No. Uh, Portugal. Uh, very good record in qualifying. Ronaldo's nearly fifty. Good record. They got Martinez, who's uh, you know you know who serial it, failure. It, well, yeah, I mean the, you, the you know didn't get a tune out of Belgium. Yeah, true. Uh, and lucky that guy, man. that golden generation. Lucky man. Um, and and nice man. Spain. Not what they were. So, so, you, so, you, so you take my point. Jude Bellingham, best player in the world right now. England have Harry Kane. I'm not. I'm not getting overexcited. I'm just being sort of realistic. It's a good draw. It, it is a good draw. You can't dress it up any other way. It's Gareth would, you know, he would have been, I'm sure, um, you know, dancing on We've when he got, got back to what when he got back to his hotel room on uh, was it Saturday night. Can't imagine Gareth a jig in his room. Dancing. Yeah, have a little fist seen, pump. Have you seen, by the way? And if you haven't, you should. Middle-aged men like us, type of thing that we watch. There's an there's an audience with Adele. You know the singer Adele um, <laughs> at, at the Albert Hall. Thanks for pointing that. Yeah. From the, the Albert Hall from she about Adele. from about three years ago, and she's kind of, and it's and it's uh, invite only, and it's the so the Albert Hall's full of celebrities. And, you know, there's not you know kind of uh, I won't list them, but they're all there. I the, think the I great did see and the this. good of, of uh, 
English kind of cultural society are there from the arts, the arts, and Gareth's there. And because it's quite a small audience, you can generally occasionally see the celebrities kind of dancing in the yeah. it's not the most comfortable I've ever seen Gareth I must admit not yeah. the most comfortable but I, I've I'm, I'm the same as that you know? I, I went to a Halloween uh, Halloween show at Great Yarmouth the Great Yarmouth uh, not quite Palladium. This, not quite the same. No, but no. How dare you? How dare you? Quite great, a at the Albert Hall. Great, great Who was in the panther um, then? Who was no, it was a, no, it was a Halloween show. Oh, sorry. It was every brilliant, great Yarmouth. Go there. I mean, you know, come across the Norfolk. Brilliant show. Uh, but at the end, everybody was getting up dancing, and I get, I got forced up by my wife and my daughter. It was awful. <laughs> I, I'm so robotic. So. Wooden. So uncomfortable. Stiff. I haven't got one move. Stiff. But, but you are the most famous man in Norfolk. So, I mean, the, I'm sure the, the spotlight must have kind of imme- immediately picked you out in the audience. Sure. I, I mean, that, I was I, that, that was when I wish I was your size. I can dance, by the way. Can you? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can absolutely dance. I went, to a, I went to a panto a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Three hours long. Three Hang hours on a long. minute. You, you went to a panto? Yeah, I've got a young daughter. We went to a panto. Last a couple well, last weekend. Well, Christ, hours, Christmas Christmas. Yes. Didn't, didn't, no, <laughs> that's worse than me putting my decorations up. Three hours long. Three yeah, that's that's three what hours for a panto. I was exhausted by the end. Uh, brilliant. You know? Uh, it's my daughter's nativity this morning, by the way. I've told her, so I don't know. I'm missing I'm missing my daughter's first nativity place. Well you're, you're here with me. Yeah. <laughs> She's playing a sheep. <laughs> She's playing a sheep. She's got one line. That's all right. She's she's good to sit there. She's very good to sit. Well rehearsed. Well rehearsed. (laughs) What's your moment of the weekend, my friend? I've got two two moments. Can I have two moments of the weekend? Um, I'm here. I played in in the old firm derby. I also played in the old farm uh, derby. (laughs) And two moments Norwich City, David Wagner under pressure. Did you see his Mourinho? Moment no. where Adam Eder scored uh, against Bristol City in the last. Why minute. is it the old farm? Why? What's the old farm derby though? I don't oh understand. My God, are you, a, are you a journalist? Are you a what's the old serious... farm derby? I've never heard of are it. You a, you are you kidding? No, it's the old don't farm ever derby. visit. Don't ever visit East Anglia. What Norwich we versus? Will, we will put you in the stocks. Norwich Ipswich. But you're saying they just played Bristol City. Yeah, but yeah, but just yeah, but I've got two moments of the week, so I'm talking going to talk about Norwich now and maybe the other team, Ipswich, in a minute. Oh, okay. So David okay. Wagner steaming down the touchline, just Mourinho like arm up after Adam Eder's um winner against Bristol City and, and onto the you know, in, in a melee with those wonderful. And, and then and then You've been slaughtering Wagner in your Eastern Daily Press column. Yeah, but it was a season. great it was a great moment, someone being happy, a bit of emotion. You've been trying to maybe, run him out. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been maybe, you, maybe you should know that I I think that that there's a there's a wider picture. Always Once again, you slagging him off. <laughs> you 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 you've yeah, got the wrong end of the yeah, We need we need to do an hour on uh, on Norwich we City. Really if you come, yes, we do. Alan Partridge. because that's not fair what you're saying there. But you, you're trying to rile me. I'm not rising to the bait. Telling the truth. Um, so that was a moment, David Wagner's moment. You've just Mourinho spoiled celebration. it. Celebration, yeah. Okay. And, and you've seen this. I know you've seen it. Wes Burns' goal for Ipswich. I mean, oh my God, that that yeah. was. That was that was incre- incredible. Outside of the right boot, but the whole move was was brilliant before the ball comes to him. But that was that was one of the the best finishes the best I think way I've to ever describe seen. It, the best way to describe it again for listeners of a certain age, Liam Brady, 
Remember Liam Brady won? Mm. He scored outside the foot. That is the, it's that goal. It's that goal. Other than the right-footed Liam Brady. Hang on. Liam Brady was left-footed. That's what I just said, left-footed, didn't it? Yeah, but Wes, Wes Burns was right-footed. Yeah, but it's the same yeah. thing, isn't no, it? Well, no, it's, that... that I, this isn't this it's isn't a good listen, but there, there's a, a, this this is a right foot. I'm just pointing my right foot out to you. That's the left foot. Oh, I've got I've got two left foot, <laughs> two left feet. Is anyone who's seen me play football will will um, will testify? Um, Go on, yours. No, you never. I said to you at the end of that section, say Germany to me. You didn't do it, so I'm now saying it. Germany. One thing. Have you noticed? Top of the Bundesliga. Bayern aren't top. Who's top? Leverkusen. So he's gone. I say he, captain of England, Sir Harry Kane. He's gone to Germany to win medals. They're not top. They're not top. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. That. I didn't know either until yesterday. They're not top. Well, that Stru- would be, and they're already out of one cup, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, like, no. Yeah. And they won't win the Champions League. <laughs> and he's, so, he, he's, he's seeing Angeball. Exactly. Oh, Harry. Exactly. What, what have you done? What have you done, son? <laughs> <laughs> he needs to, he, the thing is, there's probably a clause in that contract that says if he's not top of the Bundesliga, we can come home. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not top. Good, yeah. Now, my moment of the weekend is vaguely serious. Um, Liverpool, we've talked about Liverpool, Fulham, the winning goal by Trent Alexander-Arnold. Right, if you want to watch this or listen to it on social media, and it, it, this is something for people who are not just Liverpool fans, but are football fans, go to Redmen TV. Twitter handle and on it is a really really unique and fascinating and heartwarming view of Trent Alexander-Arnold's winning goal and I watched it last night and it's, it involves celebration it involves people losing themselves in the moment including the goal, st- goal scorer including a steward including people on the cop grown men hugging each other um, other supporters with their bobble hats falling over their eyes in excitement mm. And it just made me think, as much as there are people out there, at the, sadly, at the top of our game, you know, Infantino at FIFA, Seferin at UEFA, who, was, who don't, feel the game, don't feel the game like we feel the game and how supporters feel the game, seem intent on ruining the game, on turning the game into some kind of corporate money-making entity with no regard at all for the supporters. You watch that clip, watch that social media clip, that is what football is about, sport is about. Yeah. That's why we go. That is why you wanted to be a professional footballer. That's why I would have been one had I not had two left feet. That's why we all want to watch it. And it doesn't matter who you support. I can't, I, I can't for one minute think that Manchester United supporters would be rushing to Redmond TV, TV to watch this. But anybody else, go and have a look because that's it. That's football. And that's mm. the end of... Uh, well, well said. Did, did you celebrate the goal? Hmm? Did you celebrate the Liverpool bed. goal? I was, in, I was in bed. Are you a Liverpool fan? Now, see, what, we've had this many, many times over the, over the course oh, wow. of this show. Will you just occasionally say to me, and, and I've, I said to you a while ago, I'm not going to answer the question I'm, anymore. I'm, I'm no body language right. expert. But you know, I've thought about this a while because you've asked me, oh, are you a Spurs I'm fan? No, I'm no you, body language expert, but you are, you so, are, you are getting smaller what? and smaller. You're going into your shell <laughs> that, here. That much smaller. <laughs> Right, when you adjourn this, one of the things that you real, work out pretty early on is you, when you want to get an answer to a question, you can beat about the bush as much as you want and you can ask kind of side questions and other questions and try and get to where you want to be via process, process of elimination. Or you can just come out and ask the question. So if I were you, I would just have said to me at the start of this podcast series, Ian, who do you support? That would have been the easiest way to do it. Well, I, th- I think I know now who you support. Ask me. 
No, because you, you're going to say something different. I know who you support. Ask I, me your support. Who do you support, Ian? Not telling you. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I know, so I know, I know who you, you support know, because you have shrunk. There's a lot. There's a lot that you think you know about me. And what was that turtle you used to? What was it? Was the cartoon? There's a, I don't know. There's a, there's, there's, there's a, the turtle you used to. A lot, I'm going to Google that. There's a lot you think you know about me, and not much of it's true. Anyway, mate, what I do know is that I've really, really enjoyed uh, this morning. It's been a lot of fun, a good weekend of football. We've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed talking about it. We'll be here again on Thursday to do it again for our It's All Kicking Off weekend preview show. In the meantime, please remember to go to the uh, Mail Online for all your breaking sports news. The Mail Plus app is where you can find lots and lots of extra sporting content. So remember to go to that, uh, download it, subscribe, subscribe to it. Um, but most important of all, be here again with us next week for the next episode of this particular bundle of fun. Um, I'm in Laidman, uh, the Panto stars. My left is Chris Sutton, and this has been all kicking off. <laughs>